The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. So, let's talk Premier League football with Mark Lawrenson and Tony Cascarino. Tony, have Arsenal blown it? Are they going to surrender their chance of winning the league title uh, by those two draws in their last two games? Um, yeah, man, I'd say blown it. I think it's a bit unfair as it's still top of the league. Um, I didn't go to the Etihad, as we all know. Um, two games back-to-back, leading, comfortable and played so well. Penalties were a big thing. You know, Salah misses at Anfield and they get a point. They miss one and, and, and would have probably got three points if Saka would have scored. It, the pressure's on them. And they were a young side, Matt. And, you know, the debate really so much over here at the moment is, are they, you know, are they just sort of un- undercoming, are they coming and falling to the pressure that's um, being put on them by City? Because City was so scary in the last few weeks. And um, it's a difficult one, Matt, because I think they've been so long, you know, at the top of the table fighting their corner. And they just, let two games go, which is obviously that's going to create a lot of people's speculation on can this team stand up and continue to the end of this year. Could it be though, Mark, that they really blew it yesterday against West Ham by taking their foot off the throttle, by sort of going to maintain a 2-0 lead against West Ham, they let West Ham back into the game, whereas they should have just kept going for it to actually pile on the goals? Well, yeah, there, there, there is most definitely an argument for that, Matt. But I think, you know, I, I always think in these situations as well, it, it is much easier being the chaser rather than the ones who are being chased. And I think, you know, as Tony said there and alluded to, they've been so good for most of the season. Last two games, 2-0 two, two up, throwing the points away. And you just look at the moment and you're kind of thinking... Manchester City away coming up very very soon. Is is this just a a, a time where they you know for four or five games you might only win a couple of them? And I make City favourites now, especially the way that they're playing. And I know that they've got other competitions etc. But they they really have got the bit between the teeth. Yeah, Wednesday week is the big game at the Etihad. But could it be as well, uh, Tony, in relation to you know that this is the opportunity for Arsenal now to dig in because if Arsenal can avoid defeat in that game, well then that changes it all again. Absolutely, Matt. And you, somehow you've got to take some positives out of that game yesterday. Look, it used to be in years gone by, you know, away at somewhere like West Ham and Anfield, getting a point was never a bad thing, even if you're leading in the league. I. I think the biggest mistake yesterday was the first goal they conceded, Matt, where Partey's tried to control it with the outside of his boot as it's being played into him. That's the ball that gets you in trouble. Once, because West Ham, you know, West, West Ham were not pushing forward. And, and Mark said, you know, uh, before the weekend, he said, look, they're going to park their buses and they're going to defend, defend deep. And Arsenal were comfortable. The thing that changed the game, Matt, was Arsenal's style at the very start wasn't what they were playing towards the mid you know, sort of second half and beyond. And they can't afford to do that. They have to play the way that's got them so much success this year, Matt. There's still a lot to play for. And look, they're a young group. I think we mustn't forget that. You know, there's a lot of young players in that squad. Speaking of the way they play, what about Manchester City, Mark, and the way they're playing now in this new formation, which is 3-2-4-1, which has John Mm -hmm. Stones sort of moved into a central midfield role, sort of playing where perhaps you might have thought they would have put Calvin Phillips if they were going to play that role. What do you make of it? 
No, I, well, I th first thing is St Stones has done brilliantly. Um, I mean, that that's a great thing from his point of view. But but he's but he's always been a cultured defender. He's always been very very comfortable on the ball. And the, and the thing with Manchester City as well, it's, it, it's so easy to play in that team map because you know you've always got the ball at your feet. Um, I think he's a very intelligent footballer. Um, you know that's the thing about the about the uh, about the manager. He's, he's always trying to think of something different. And in fairness to him, generally he's, he's come up with something different. And, and Stones has just looked out and out class player in the last few weeks. But could it be then, Tony, though, that this is actually going to be bad for the Premier League if Manchester City go on to win five out of six, particularly at a time when they're under investigation for all sorts of financial misfeasance, which sort of bought them previous titles? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always careful because, I look, they've produced an unbelievable, even with all the money, Matt, they've produced an incredible football team and some great players within that. And yes, they, they could dominate. You know, if they win this year again, and like you said, five out of six, it's the manner they're getting better, Matt, as the season wore on. Um, so I, I still look at them and think there's more to come. It seems incredible looking at City and thinking, how much more can you... You know, Grealish is now on fire. You've got Bernardo Silva coming into the team and doing well. We all know about Haaland. We know what he's going to do. And Matt, imagine what type of player he'll be in 18 months' time if he, if he gets a little bit better under Pep. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to, to worry about. The other side, Matt, that's only for FIFA and the, the footballer for UEFA to deal with, Matt, about you know what happens with Manchester City. Because, yes, they've spent lots of money, but in recent years they've really had... I think, manage their money really well. Uh, talking about not managing money well, I'll stay with you, Tony. What about these reports that the new Chelsea owner, Todd Bowley, and two of his directors went into the dressing room after the defeat against Brighton uh, to give the, read the riot act to their expensively uh, purchased players? Oh, no, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I've been there before. I had one uh, Bernard Tappy at Marseille who read the riot act, but you did listen um, it's a tough one, Matt. When you spend that amount of money and you've got a side that are mid-table and looking second best in every area, and I don't know if you saw the game, but Brighton, from start to finish, Matt, they faced 26 uh, uh, oh, shots on target, Chelsea, at the weekend. Whatever they're going to say, players will just go back and they'll talk to their agents, and if things are not right, they will look elsewhere. That's, unfortunately, what football can be sometimes, Matt. But they've made massive mistakes uh, of who they've been buying, and, and also, I think the management, you know, having Frank Lampard come in, you know, would he have got any other job in the Premier League? And I know it's only interim manager, but even giving the chance to take Chelsea towards the end of the season when they've got huge Champions League tie-up against Real Madrid, they've done some really weird things, Matt. Okay, some outstanding results of the weekend, which we sort of highlighted the possibility of on Friday night, such as Aston Villa beating Newcastle United and Spurs going Spursy at home to Bournemouth, as they did spectacularly. But I want to ask you, Mark, about tonight's game, because yesterday Leeds fans had to grit their teeth and hope that Manchester United would win at Nottingham Forest. Tonight, I think there's going to be a lot of Everton fans gritting their teeth and hoping that Liverpool will win at Leeds. What do you expect out tonight's game? Mark? Yeah. Well, I'm actually sat there, Matt, in the media centre at the moment and looking at all these pictures of former Leeds players, bringing back some memories. Look, the, th the thing about Leeds, I think they're a little bit calmer under Garcia. I think they still work extremely hard, but you know, when you think 
think about Jesse Marsh, you look at the way he played, it was like 4-2-2-2, two, 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 and they just really didn't have any width whatsoever. I think they've got that now, and as Daft sounds in the result against Crystal Palace the first half, they were very, very good. And we're just losing Mark in the ground in Ellen Road. And so I'll go to Tony and ask you what you're expecting out of tonight's game. Well, what type of Liverpool turn up? I mean, I think, you know, it is sweat and blood for Leeds. You know, they're, they're fighting a relegation battle. They ha- you have got, and, and Mark Tutson, you can be. In first half against Palace, you look a really decent side, and you've looked that at times, Matt. I, it's just, I think it's more dependent on what Liverpool are like, because even if you're not playing well, if Liverpool are at their worst, they give you loads and loads of chances, Matt. And you've got to be prepared to press and get behind, certainly the right-back area where Trent plays, there's space behind the Liverpool back four. You've got to exploit that tonight, Matt. Yeah, Sinistera or Nanto, hopefully, to do that. But actually, just briefly, Tony, just to finish off, because we've lost Mark there. Everton, you know, I think a lot of people, and I think I mentioned this on Friday evening, would have expected Everton's home form in front of the crowd at Goodison to keep them up. And then suddenly you see them getting thumped at home by Fulham, and you start to wonder, could this actually be the year when Everton might go down? It was a surprise, man. But sometimes I always think about Marco Silva being a previous manager at a football club, takes his team back there. He got a lot of stick when he was manager there. A lot of Everton fans thought he you know, had a really bad time. And he takes his Fulham team there, Matt, and they, they felt like they played with ease on the night. And the pressure was on Everton, and they succumbed to it, Matt. But never underestimate a manager going back to his old club because... Um, Strange results can happen, and uh, I, I'm surprised by Everton. I thought that Dice would get them out and, you know, have three or four points clear by everybody else by now. And the case is, Matt, he's got uh, he's got no goals in his team. And I think that's Sean Dice's biggest problem. Mopay played Saturday and was really, really poor in the game. So I think he he needs to find a solution to that, Matt, because they are. A, team that do lacking goals. And I think the loss of Seamus Coleman at the moment injured isn't doing them much good either because he certainly provides the leadership that others don't. We leave it there. Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino, thank you very much. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.